welcome to Coffee Conversations, the capital city of influencer marketing. Today in the coffee seat, I've got Dale De Villiers. Hi, how are you? I'm well and you. I'm great. Fantastic. I was so blown when I was reading through, well, basically when I was going through your website. Uh, what is your, your webpage? What really fascinated me was that your business is about that point of congruence between technology and consumers. That's correct. We, we sort of use technology to make uh, our customers' lives easier. Okay. Um, either by saving them money or through office automation or um, simple things like crafting or sewing. Um, but further to that also we have business opportunities. So our products are also used to generate income. Okay. So that's sort of what we focus on, but a very diverse product range that Brother has been offering. All right, can you take me through the product range? Just in well, our capability statement reads print, copy, scan, fax, label, and so much more. Uh, and that sort of embodies what we do in South Africa. All right. Brother as a brand has been going for 110 years now globally. It's a Japanese company. So a lot of heritage there. Yes, yeah. uh, a very rich history of product development across multiple types of products. All right. um, we are in over 40 countries, we've got over 30,000 employees working for the brand. Okay. So I work for the South African office, uh, we form part of uh, a group within the Asia-Pacific region, so um, uh, under that would be the Asian countries, uh, Australia, New Zealand, etc. So we sort of, we're in the middle of nowhere, right. look at the world map. Okay. <laughs> and in terms of your African footprint, uh, where can we find you? So what we have is we've got the local sales office, which right. is based in Irene and uh, Pretoria. Okay. But we have got distribution um, footprints uh, for neighboring countries in South Africa, or, or around South Africa, excuse me. Um, it's about halfway up Africa, I would say, so sub-Saharan Africa. Then right. The remainder of it is, uh, is serviced by our Dubai office okay. and, and distribution networks within their neighboring countries. Okay. Yeah, so that's how it works. As far as product lineup goes, uh, the company has basically started off in the sewing industry. Um, from there we moved on to the late 80s or in the 80s towards lasers, fax machines, typewriters. So as technology advanced you, you we sort of, yeah we advanced with it okay. and we became a major player in the printing industries uh, towards the end of the 80s, 90s. Okay. On the labeling side in South Africa we are the market leader uh, in terms of market share for labeling. We've got a very established labeling uh, lineup in South Africa. And then on the sewing side, uh, like I said, that's where our history started off. Um, we've got sewing embroidery, we've got crafting machines like the scan and cut machine. So there's a there's a plethora of products that we that we offer. All right. And uh, who, who are you targeting? Well, just about everyone. Okay, from you know, normal from, normal. from a normal home user straight yeah. through to to work groups, corporate work groups. Uh, our latest mono laser printers that came out about 18 months ago are of such a nature that it's completely flexible. You can do your paper handling, you can adjust it. Um, 
So we're really starting to almost enter the managed print services market with, right. our, with our technology. All right, and obviously that's driving your USB of saving you time, saving you money, and make sure you're efficient. Well, yeah, you nearly gave the payoff line. For it's along those lines. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so we're trying to make um, business flow easier. Uh, we, we use a, 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 a thinking pattern called balanced employment. So we okay. we are saying don't just buy one massive printer for the corner of the office. Yeah. We're saying uh, purchase multiple smaller printers that will share consumables. So there's absolutely no downtime down in case something happens. Okay. And you also don't have this little uh, conversation in the corner of the office when people yeah. go and fetch their prints or, yeah, yeah. or wait in line for their prints to be released. Right. So our thinking is go slightly smaller and, and uh, slightly more uh, printing options within the office. Okay. Your, your strip line is at your side. And as you were talking, I see a lot of uh, support for your consumers and the people that use your product. Can you take me through your customer service mantra? Well, yes, as you rightly pointed out, at your side is the ethos of Brother saying that when we continue to develop products, we develop it according to what our consumers, what customers want. Okay. So we're forever in the process of, of interaction with customers, uh, both through distribution channels as well as directly with our customers, our, our consumers of our products. Okay, so everybody in the supply chain is taken care of. That's correct. Um, we even go as far as to be able to do uh, special software uh, from the factory uh, for specific needs within businesses. So if there's software that needs to be adapted in order to do certain print reports or yeah. accommodate certain software, we're even able to do that from factory level. Right. So that's basically in a nutshell what at your side means. Our brother has always been listening to, to our customers yeah. and we apply those changes. We also frequently see internally uh, mails going around from our head office, from our factories, um, after launch of products, asking for honest feedback. Okay. You know, so that's also important for us to yeah. always talk to the customers and, yes. and do the research and speak to our channel partners to ensure that replacement products, when, when the new product comes on board, yeah. that it's got certain attributes that, that the customers are asking for. Yeah. And, and I think you will notice that in any industry, the new age customer is very finicky and dynamic. Their needs are changing on a daily basis. So as a brand, you need to have your finger on the pulse that's all correct. the time, yeah. or the guy next door will just come and blow you out of the water. No, that's 100% correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm taking you back to what we do here as Coffee Conversation. We discuss everything to do with influencer marketing. Okay. So, how it works, uh, what it is, how it impacts the influencer, and how it ultimately impacts your bottom line. When were you introduced to, to, to this sort of concept? Well, we sort of grow, we, we've grown into influencer marketing. When we started off with a company called Brand Your Car, back then that was the company name. Okay, Brand Your Car. BrandYourCar.com. Okay. Yeah, which they've rebranded now to The Salt. Okay. Um, it was initially more of a moving billboard. All right. Then uh, it was a conversation starter. It was an out-of-home uh, type of branding exercise. All right. And 
as Brand Car grew with uh, with the development of their brand and, and their offering, yeah. we started realizing that um, the social media, the, the digital aspect of, of what these drivers could offer us uh, was quite a bit more than what we were used to. Yeah. So we subsequently uh, left our traditional platforms like billboards, etc., because we had the moving billboard. Right. We had the opportunity of, of changing this group of people up on a regular basis. Okay. And together with that, we we sort of uh, grew with brand new car right. in terms of the offering that they've provided. So to give you an example, in the past uh, we requested white hatchbacks as cars. Now the the majority or the, or the deciding well, factor are are white, aren't they? Not necessarily. All right, they've got a range of colours. Okay. But the thinking back then was to have this white canvas with nice brother stickers on and telling people about our product lineup. All right. And that's changed over the years. I would say the last two or three years, yeah. or two or three campaigns. Now we literally look at the person's profile and their social media activity. All right. To see if there's feed. To see if if it matches the product set that yes. we've chosen for that for at that time. So, yeah. so we've done it on sewing machines, on landing machines, on yeah. but majority on printers. Alright. And we we sort of getting better at it, you know. All so right. we yeah. we're asking like in the current campaign uh, for A3 print requirements. We we say we want a certain amount of Facebook or Instagram followers or any social media activity for that. Alright. But we sort of tailor the, the influencer around the product set at the time. Okay. And I think we're getting better at it as well as the salt is also getting better yeah, at it. Yeah. But um, they've got a big database, so yeah. there's always a solution for this. Okay. And I'm, I'm very much interested in your transitioning from your traditional medium into influencer marketing as, as a channel, would you say that you're getting a bit more mileage from this new channel than you were from traditional media? Well, one thing is for certain, the measurables are there. Okay. Yeah, so if, as an example, radio, yeah. I would love to give you numbers in terms of how many ears listen to your, to your ad, yeah. or billboards, how many eyes have seen it, yeah. but eventually you don't get to see that billboard anymore. Yeah, you know, it's part of the furniture as you drive past it. Okay, so it can be easily it, forgotten. It could be forgotten, yeah. it could be subconsciously, I suppose it stays, but yeah. with influencer marketing, specifically anything digital, everything is measurable. Yeah. So, and the conversation is ongoing even beyond the campaign. That is true yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we find that our influencers become brand ambassadors for us even after the campaigns are okay. in place. All right. So we see conversations that continue. We, you know, but with the use of, of hashtags and, yeah. and uh, making sure that they take us in on our profile. Yeah. Like I say, it's measurable. Yes, and it makes your brand messaging permanent somewhere in the cloud. Yes. That's also yeah. true. Yeah. What goes online stays online. Stays online. Yeah. Uh, you spoke about the impact, and what about the cost? I, I figure nobody's got a million dollars sitting somewhere for advertising. <laughs> How does it compare to your traditional media? Uh, okay, that's a difficult question to answer because it depends on how many social media influences you use, right. how many branded cars you're going to appoint. Um, 
what sort of product you are willing to give them for the campaign duration. All right. So there are many variables. You can go small, you can go targeted, uh, you can go within a geographical area. We prefer to go to our major centres, so Johannesburg, Cape Town and Durban is always involved in it. Okay. But we have also rolled out in areas like East London, Bloemfontein, to a lesser extent. Uh, it depends on the product set, it depends on the objective we're trying to achieve. Okay. But to answer your question, I think you want an answer, yeah? Yes, um, yes. <laughs> I was about to go back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say it is on par with out-of-home advertising. All right. Although it's, it's a very grey sort of uh, area that I'm touching on. and it's, right. it's, it's not a definite answer. It's how long as a piece of string really in, in this situation. Yeah. But the nice thing is, as I've mentioned earlier, it's measurable. Yeah. So I can tell you exactly how many of our influencers engaged with how many people and how many people have seen the hashtag, etc., etc. Yeah. How many people have visited our website? Uh, so that, that also, I guess, helps you with future planning and projections. That's correct. That's correct. correct. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's really about the experience that the customer has from the moment they hear about you to the moment they buy from you and when they go home and use the product. We ultimately want to convert sales, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. That is any marketer's main objective. Yeah. Um, but with it also comes brand awareness. You know, yeah. you, you're at the point where your social media influencers engaging with the immediate circle of, of, of friends. Yeah. Those people might not be ready to buy your product immediately. Yeah. But somehow it's going to stick. Yeah. And when it comes to the to the uh, opportunity or, or consideration for for a product, let's say a printer, yeah. those conversations will be remembered. And like I mentioned earlier, digital remains. So you can always go back in somebody's Facebook timeline and just check which one, which brother printer was was X Y Z talking about, and, and from there make a decision. Yeah. I think the one thing that has made the internet such a huge phenomenon is that it occurs in communities. The world is stratified into different communities. So if you as a brand are able to plug into a community and amplify your voice, you're able to drive your consideration fast enough and get the sales and the conversions that, that you're looking for. That is and of course you don't want to spend the next two years on the awareness stage of a brother printer, do you? But if yeah. you can do it in six months, if you can do it in a year, it means you're quickly churning product and you're quickly churning bottom line as, as well. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. And then in terms of the content, what sort of content goes through your your, your campaigns? Well, it, it, it is always product specific. Okay. So, so we don't really use uh, these platforms to, to drive brand awareness. Okay. Uh, you know, there are other platforms to do that. So yes. This is a very um, uh, targeted type of campaign that we see. So if we have a specific product that we, that we want to emphasize, it's mostly around newly launched products. All right. So we so always drive that. We would drive that awareness, yeah, yeah, uh, on, on these different platforms yeah. because we don't really see it as our traditional platforms anymore. Yeah. So, based on criteria that we determine, you know, as example, you must have a smartphone, okay. uh, you must have Wi-Fi at home, you must drive a certain amount of miles or kilometers. Uh, 
um, you know, that's more on the car side and the, and the branding side, but yeah. um, you may want to have somebody who's tech smart, uh, yeah. like I said, with a smartphone. So, yeah. And that all matches up to the, to the product that we want to uh, emphasize in the campaign. So it's, it's, it's more pinpointed, more targeted than just throwing a, a wide and, and a big yeah, net out there. And crossing and hoping yeah. and yeah. hoping something sticks. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and on your engagement, we, you said your influence on marketing agency is the, the sold. That's correct. Okay, okay, what is your sort of engagement with them? And how do they plug into this whole campaign and ultimately the growth of your business? So the salt provides us with the database of um, of these influencers. Okay, so they do the initial qualification and that's correct. Yes, right. based on our criteria. Okay. And so that's also how it's developed over the years. We yeah. we just used to say, you know what, we need seventy people, uh, forty in Cape Town, twenty uh, twenty there, but it's okay. it's not like that anymore. Yeah. We, we are very specific in terms of what we require. All right. So. They have the ability to, via their database, to provide that functionality to us, to provide that uh, customer profile to us. Okay. And as I mentioned earlier on, where we started off with white hatchback cars as a yeah. nice canvas, now the car is becoming secondary. So okay. now we, we allow our artwork to work on all of the cars. Okay. So now it's really more about having the right person talking about your product than driving the correct car or the correct routes. Okay. So that's, that's sort of where we're heading. So that's what the SALT is providing us. They're providing us with this database and this uh, knowledge that they've built up over the years. Yeah. Just as we think we're getting better at everything, um, I can tell you they're also getting better at, at what they do. Alright. So yeah, it's um, it's a win-win situation for both of us. Yeah. And I guess as as a brand, market insights are very important in your planning process for the future, retrospect, and looking at the current situation. So what what sort of insights do you get from from the sort you get reporting on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, and how does that feed into how you plan for for the future as a business? I hope that wasn't too long a question. Um, no, look, the planning bit is a bit difficult to to answer, but I think from a feedback point of view, it's brilliant. You know, we we normally have around two tasks, what we used to call tasks, they now call them a scene. They create a scene, in other words, um, it should be the, the message must go across to their followers that it's not hard selling and I think okay. that's the whole idea here with influencer marketing. You just need to influence people. Yeah. We hard selling is what happens out there and in broadsheets and on boards. Yeah. yeah. This is a subtle type of engagement around a brand. So we use our influencers to uh, to highlight features and benefits that we feel are unique to our brand. Uh-huh. And that's the sort of feedback that we get. So we would give an idea of a, let's call it a task, yeah. um, and then give them sufficient uh, flexibility to give an honest opinion about their interaction around that specific feature or benefit. Okay. So that's what the salt provides us. They will give, a, give that to us in a, in a monthly report or a bi-monthly report. With actual screenshots of the interaction, 
Thank you so much. 